0: Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. And I'm Jim Rugg. Today we're going to be taking a look at uh, Frank Miller's Fantastic Four in the pages of Marvel Team-Up, issue 100 to be precise. But first, Kayfabers, we've got to let you know we're going to be at, uh, the, at Heroes HeroesCon in Charlotte, North Carolina at the end of this month, man. So if you're going, put on those Kayfabe shirts, put on those Kayfabe hats, rock those Kayfabe uh, tote bags, come say what's up to us, man. I want to also invite you guys to like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so that we can notify you when new vids are available. That helps mitigate the kayfabe effect, which is what happens whenever we talk about a comic Uh, on this channel. By early afternoon, midday, those comics uh, disappear off of the aftermarkets online. Amazon, eBay, your local comic shops, uh, things like that. People who get the videos first have first dibs on the cheapest copies. Also, if you watch these vids to the very end, that helps push our YouTube videos out to people who haven't seen our videos uh, yet. Helps us grow those subscriber numbers, man. And uh, we're only 63,000 on the way to 6.3 million subscribers that we're trying to get. So uh, all help is appreciated. Jimmy, when we were looking through the boxes of uh, future episodes, man, I pulled this sucker out. was like, you ever see Frank Miller's Fantastic Four? You had no idea the
1: sucker existed, and that makes for a perfect, uh, perfect episode fodder. I was such a Miller mark, too, for so long. It's, it's amazing to me whenever... This is a double-sized issue, no less. Yes. Just appears of uh, new Frank Miller art. So, yeah, I was pretty excited to take a look at this one.
0: And the cool thing about uh, Marvel Comics, certainly of this time, is that uh, these are Marvel Method comic books. You know, it's a collaboration with, uh, with uh, Chris Claremont. You see co-creator writer so that means that this sucker is paced out by frank miller this is 1980 so it's very early miller but you can see that uh you could see the the thought swirling around this is not a rank and file house style paced comic there's some things going on here
1: i love the uh that highlight that's running around spider-man's outside there i think that looks really cool uh, this is a funny note. Thanks to IthacaCon79 for inspiration. So maybe Miller and Claremont talking talking ideas there while they're uh, hitting the comic circuit. That is how
0: the uh, Wolverine miniseries yeah. came by. Uh, a trip to, I believe, San Francisco. So, yeah, maybe, maybe that's how this went down. Uh, gives Miller an opportunity to lean into the, the Ditko a little bit, certainly with the splash page. Ditko would even do these kind of buildings that were kind of suggestive uh at that level because obviously the most important when you're playing with death of field and stuff like this is fuzzy you want that guy in pure focus and this is what i'm talking off the
1: bat you gotta spread and it's these long vertical panels yeah i really appreciate that throughout this comic is miller's layouts Yes, to me that's probably the the big takeaway from this from this book absolutely the other thing that i thought was really interesting because again there's stuff in this comic that I'm just like I asked myself who's this written for yeah and it feels like I would say a 9 or 10 year old right. somebody who's never thought about sex right and, and not because there's something sexy in this comic but it just feels like this is a kid it's written for kids although there's some stuff that doesn't fit for kids but I thought that's what you were getting at. I, I'm, I'm not till we get to that point but this kind of uh, this karma takes over spider-man's mind and it's awkward You know, and I love that part. To me, that's one of those things that, like, from a writing standpoint, it's such a great detail because, yeah, like, think of what Spider-Man does. How hard would it be to do these things? You know, like, even with whatever his superpowers are, like, swinging around, climbing on buildings, jumping from buildings, all these different things, they'd be impossible to suddenly, like, this is what I'm going to do. And that's represented here. I think that's such a cool idea. Even from the start, because he's a, a powerful being... She can't
0: even exactly get into his head so easy. Like, it takes a couple of pages for that to even happen. And to see her represented in shadow, Mm -hmm. like, that's that storytelling stuff. You know, that's that's that level of thinking. And Spidey is high up, man. So how how much easier is it to communicate when you have these long verticals?
1: This is a berserk panel. For that tall vertical and, and, like, turning the camera sideways to get looking down at the street that way... I can't believe that works.
0: Yeah, I bet he was cursing himself a little <laughs> bit because he didn't give himself that much real estate to play with, and just just kind of creating new marks. By the way, like with with his like fingers and the mm-hmm. like establishing it there, and then you just draw a
1: bunch of it. It's also kind of easy. It's great, and I like how Spider-Man's breaking the panel a little bit. He's sticking out from that building. He's not, you know, he's not adhering to it. Looks good, and it's almost like the
0: camera is kind of circling her.
1: You know, she is really cool. She's
0: facing one direction, one way
1: the other direction like you know the next time you see her frames the page really well they're doing that like uh surprinting, you know for her the effect of her like mind reaching out it's kind of neat
0: and then of course the kid gets the powers you got to test them out a piece yes do
1: some do some damage to the town yeah some of these spider-man poses they're so ditko-esque like i see them and i think is that a swipe? Have I seen that? I also, he's really leaning into the Ditko stuff. He is. And I also feel like, certainly
0: now, at this point even, I think he is very unconfident in figure drawing. Like, we were looking at some John Byrne, and this the sort of cylinders and stuff that John Byrne draws with the... You could just tell that there's like an, an elegant... He knows exactly what he's doing. There's a lot of uh, insecurity, I feel like, in in so much of this Miller...
1: That's, that's a, I, I think that's an insightful way to look at his stuff because he's so good at storytelling. It's almost like lean into what you're good at. This is that Ditko cityscape you mentioned earlier, like the way those big black shadows are, are arranged. Like it's just shapes.
0: Yeah, and it's it's an interesting way to establish. So it's like gargoyles moving on the gargoyles with some sort of mm-hmm. uh, skylight or something, and, and now you're
1: in uh, new scene, some new territory. Yeah, I like that. It's a nice uh, segue. Something you don't often get wonder if he's, uh, you know, the other piece of this is because it's a double-length issue, may afford Miller to do some more storytelling like that. Sure. To take some time to go from scene to scene. Sure.
0: And uh, Karma is in Spider-Man's head. So she's controlling his body. These are her family members. And it is not what the, the old uncle is representing. So she wants to basically kidnap the kids and, and get them the hell out of there. Her logic is to use a criminal to fight a criminal. And he, Miller's Frank, M- Miller's
1: Fantastic Four. Here we go. Yes. This is what we came for, right? Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the comics that Ed Piscor and I make. Out now in comic shops everywhere. Red Room Trigger Warnings, the second season of Red Room. But fear not if you missed that first book. One, it's available in trade paperback wherever books are sold but all red room comics and books are self-contained stories so pick up whichever issue you happen to come across four issues of trigger warnings will be out and to make up this second season Uh, it is banned in 28 countries and uh 10 comic book stores so you may have to ask for it by title those comic stores can order it if they don't have it on their shelves my latest hulk grand design monster and madness this is a retelling of the 60-year history of the incredible hulk in two double-sized issues that i am writing drawing coloring lettering all that good stuff perfect for the first time hulk or comics reader perfect for the longtime hulk fan in your life so pick that up now wherever comics are sold and now back to our regular scheduled programming looking for a new way to enjoy your favorite comics and manga Comixology Unlimited has you covered. With Comixology Unlimited, you get an unlimited access to an unrivaled library of over 40,000 digital comics, manga, and graphic novels, featuring content from over 125 publishers and thousands of independent creators from around the world. And if that's not enough, you can also save up to 15% when buying select new and current comics. Try Comixology Unlimited today with a free 30-day trial and then just $5.99 a month afterwards. For details, visit Amazon.com slash Comixology Unlimited. Ben Grimm in a tux. Yeah. And you see... There's, there's a lot of problem solving needed for that.
0: Yeah. And there's a wonkiness to it. I like how he's, how uh, Mr. Fantastic's like,
1: I rolled with the kick,
0: and rolling with the kick means just like, allow yourself to go, silly putty. Let,
1: let that neck stretch out. Miller does really cool stuff with, uh, with Richard's hands. You know, like, those arms and hands are often, it's not just long arms, but it's also, like, foreshortened or something where those hands are big and and really in your face.
0: Look at those, like, super obvious, like, brush lines, you know? There's no kind of slickness or flavor to them. They're just kind of put down real fast.
1: Yeah, I I would have trouble picking Bob Wyacek's inks out. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of comics by him. They range, you know, in terms of how much I like them or don't. But stylistically, I don't, I, there's not something I associate when I see his name.
0: When you see these kind of things, it makes me think, like, is this an early version of, like, a tracer
1: kind of inker? Where, where he's, like, putting, you know, going over the line. Like, look at that. It, it could be in some cases, but there are some places I've seen already in this issue that look like he's really drawing. Yeah. Like, like some of the faces and stuff where it's like, ah, somebody's embellishing those, that face a little bit. You know, like, those are those hands I'm talking about. So good. I think it looks really, really great. I think that Spider-Man looks good. And then we have the psychic warfare, the scanners. You know, that even works for the Ditko-esque Spider-Man. Like, I think of Ditko as having, you know, that's what he would do. Like, these characters emoting in torment. Right. But but how do you do that with a, with a completely covered face, and you do it in contort that body up
0: there was some fun character stuff with with karma where she f- experienced her first spidey sense and she's like what was that what just happened right there she didn't know couldn't make heads or tails of it
1: that's my favorite part of the writing of this is, is those little moments of young psychic i guess psychic i don't know whatever her powers are called but having those kinds of experiences
0: and and you know this is i think this is her first appearance and and she will be folded into new mutants mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's real clever, Claremont, doing that. Just building his wing of the Marvel Universe. And in unexpected places. You know, like a like he was, Spider-Man you know, team-up? Yeah,
0: yeah, he he was writer on this for for a good clip, and, and he would establish stuff. Like, there would be Morlocks and, and Kitty Pryde. Like, he would do his... That guy, man, he, he had to write 100 pages a month. <laughs> this is good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that letter rolling with it.
0: And seeing a little uh, Miller X-Men
1: yeah, is enjoyable.
0: You kind of a weird sequence where he
1: calls Professor X and then he's like, no, no, we'll handle it. Professor X is ready to come help with a psychic with a mutant that was detected. Like, that seems out of character.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How about this church with this gaudy uh, cross-roof <laughs> yeah. thing?
1: Yes, you can see it from the space station.
0: If we uh, if we fly a drone up with a camera and, and point it down, do all churches have this little <laughs> bit? It is a strange choice. And you know, you don't need much sometimes. Right. You
1: know, you know where where they're heading. You see, yeah, and Spider Man going through the uh, stained glass window, like, come on. Why do you think everybody calls you? A, you don't want to be known as a criminal. <laughs> You're vandalizing a church. Right. And for what? Because he's
0: mad. That's also uh, it's one of those early bits of uh, Frank Miller's Catholicism
1: stuff that's, coming that's in. That's right. That's, that's <laughs> Frank Miller taking over Spider-Man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look at the psychic warfare, dude. I feel like ESP and... What was that guy? Ira Geller or something? Erie Geller. like that. That sort of Bending Spoon stuff. That was on Johnny Carson and all this kind of shit. Sk- Cronenberg... Uh, Stephen King,
1: Mysteries of the Unknown. Remember that used to be the commercial all the time for those Time Life books?
0: (laughs) In Search of? Yes. Leonard Nimoy? How about that pose? (laughs) He's like, your karma. I'm going to do that. (laughs) Speaking of Leonard Nimoy. (laughs) It's
1: on those Spock fingers. probably get some comments for that. So this is the part where it's like suddenly the nine-year-old's confused,
0: right? Because now we're getting into geopolitical destabilization of uh, Nam. Yeah,
1: it's uh, pretty pretty hard content here.
0: And uh, Wyachek is busting out the grease pencil, dude. On this part, maybe even you know if we saw the originals, we'd be able to tell. But uh, potentially these panels are uh, cut cut out, um, pasted up. Stipple paper. You ever use stipple paper? No. Um, Because that is not just the texture of even vellum bristol. Stipple paper also called Coquille board. If you take a look, man, this is the stuff that we're looking at. And uh, what you do, you use uh, you don't use even a graphite pencil. You use like a Prismacolor pencil. And you could see the textures that are on there. It's much different than your... uh, the fibers in like a Bristol or something, so
1: pretty. Cool you know, stuff. It, it resembles a little bit duo shape. It Constance. does.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I think that's those are the marks that I we're looking at right that there. That makes sense.
1: I think um you, you see it in like Steve Rude's Nexus. Yeah, I think he uses that
0: definitely because that's a big Andrew Loomis. Like in those Andrew Loomis books, when you see that, that's the the tool of choice there. This is the part where she goes, okay, I'm going to use a criminal. To catch a criminal because of the spider-man she believes the propaganda
1: that logic seems sound it does maybe she should have uh, went Frank Castle instead of Peter Parker <laughs> <laughs> to pick a better criminal <laughs> but not as colorful now this is because Has story- been a storyline at Marvel like where one of these characters like her decides I'm going to be this vigilante superhero and just grab villains, cool villains, like saber tooth.
0: You just gave him one, dude. You should,
1: you should <laughs> quit talking.
0: You should quit talking, man. Because <laughs> those jobbers are going to do it now. <laughs> this this becomes a storytelling issue because uh, it's a it's a flowy uh, kimono that they're rocking. Same color. So in various situations,
1: like... It's can, impossible you could, to tell you which mistake
0: is which. You mistake him for her and... Just not a good choice.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, earlier we had seen, like, blue was her was her uh, psychic yeah. color. And it would have been cool if we would have seen that here. And then if he had magenta and she had cyan, and then, you know, they would meet and do purples and stuff as they were battling. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we don't get it. But what we do get, and this is another kind of cool thing, is he takes over Fantastic Four, Yes. her brother, Karma's brother, and uh, is controlling all four of them at once. And so now it's Spider-Man for four against spider-man yes that's a fun flop yeah this is such a wrestling angle right like first we saw spider-man under her control against the fantastic four being free now we're gonna bring it back but we're gonna flip flip the rules a little bit yeah
0: look at how this black adheres to the page man
1: yeah this is old school newsprint.
0: going around water towers and stuff so so it's like good set pieces all over this
1: boat yeah, it's a pretty cool... They're, they're fighting at the docks, and uh, they, Miller takes advantage of that setting. Very different than what we saw in the apartment fight. Miller's
0: very good at uh, doing this kind of mirroring thing. Also, if you guys uh, look for the Howard Chaikin paradigm uh, conversation, uh, the, it's, it's, the, uh, it's the workshops and clinics that he gave the, uh, the Marvel DC guys with uh, Klaus Janssen. And he spends an hour breaking down a page that's that's built like this, long vertical. He uses, I mean, long horizontal. He uses in his example three verticals, long horizontal, and he breaks them down in terms of the narrative value of each image and, and what's going on. Uh, so I feel like there's a little of that here. Maybe he was at Upstart Studios, Frank Miller, seeing the, this stuff uh, firsthand from Chaykin. Man, it'd be interesting to have Chaikin on
1: and and kind of go through that. Totally, totally,
0: it, it exists. You can find it. Okay. But but uh, I talked to like, he's coming on, man. We're, we're gonna we're gonna break some stuff down. But uh, when Chaikin does the the piece, he then pulls out maybe six of his own pages and describes what works, what doesn't, yada yada.
1: This is cool to see using white as a color. Yeah
0: yeah good restraint
1: <laughs> interesting to see the way you approach way Miller approaches a simplified thing I mean that looks like a sin City almost mm. you know lots of black
0: the brother dematerializes right just turns into nothing
1: yeah that white that that's what your white color is doing there mm-hmm some cool stuff there i love the silhouette panel there in the middle oh yeah and all is right you know she reconnects with her peoples it's a really good way to handle all that amount of info like if all those characters were drawn it's so many characters on the page and it's not like you can't tell who's who miller's good at that stuff man like see that that
0: uh doc doc ock versus spider-man in the printing plant uh, yeah. Sequence right, like sounds like the hardest thing ever to draw. Frank Miller figures out the economic way to get it done.
1: Yeah, interesting book. I'm glad you brought it to my attention, Ed. It's like I said, first time I've seen it, so it's, uh, it's I'm always welcome to uh, more Frank Miller art that I haven't seen before. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And uh, you know, for those playing at home that that uh, didn't read every X Men comic, that by Byrne in, in uh, Claremont, you have you have uh, this interaction between storm storm and black panther the first time they connect
1: cry vengeance so
0: it's very much sounds
1: like a 70s movie you know it's
0: 1980 so it's still super strong and for a while i feel like in the 70s it was burn perez and then in the 80s it was burn miller so this is like the burn miller precursor
1: some good Black Panther panels in there.
0: Good issue if you can get your hands on that easy, man. I'm sure it's been reprinted uh, elsewhere, but a little more Frank Miller under the microscope and some, like, less seen materials good to go jimmy yep okay favors like follow subscribe to the youtube channel hit the bell we'll notify you when new vids are available
1: what's out there man hulk grand design monster and hulk grand design madness are in stores now everywhere while supplies last pick it up 60 year history of the hulk retold in two double-sized issues i'm writing drawing coloring all that good stuff perfect for a first-time hulk reader or a long-time fan and join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can see a lot more of my comics art how i make comics and download some out-of-print zines and mini comics of mine
0: Red Room Trigger Warnings, issue 1, 2, 3, potentially issue number 4, out on the stands as we speak, Murder on the Dark Web for fun and profit is the name of the game in the Red Room universe. Every issue completely self-contained, so if you see an issue, scoop it up, give it a sample. If you dig it, grab another. I uh, Banned in more than 28 countries, banned in more than 10 comic shops, but you can order these comics directly from the publisher at my link tree in the description below this video. Uh, You can also uh, hit up the Patreon, read the comics right now, man, and support the project that way. Three bucks for the archive. Uh, You can uh, read more than 200 pages right now. And I put up new strips every Tuesday. Uh, Jimmy, what else do we have out there?
1: Subscribe to the Cartoonist Fabi newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video.
0: Yeah, man, we want to see you rocking those Cartoonist Kfabe shirts when we are at uh, Heroes Con at the end of uh, June 2022. Without further ado, Jimmy, give them those marching orders. We'll be on our way.
1: Read more comics.